Happy Halloween! It's Real Ghost Stories from Real People. Halloween edition of Real Ghost Stories online for 2021. Sit back, relax, and get ready for some of the scariest ghost stories you've ever heard. Welcome to Real Ghost Stories Online. Call in your real ghost story now at 855-853-4802 or write in at realghoststoriesonline.com. You are about to enter the world of the unknown and quite possibly the undead. This is Real Ghost Stories Online. That it is, 855-853-4802 is our phone number at Real Ghost Stories Online, which you can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and share your real ghost stories with us. We'd absolutely love to hear your stories. This is a show we do year-round. It's not just on Halloween. So if you like the show, you want to get access to all of our episodes, including our archive of episodes, which is quite literally the world's largest audio archive of ghost stories ever created become a supporter of our show you can do that through patreon patreon.com slash real ghost stories or our website ghostpodcast.com when you sign up to be an epp extra podcast person as we call them get access to that full archive all of it commercial free uh you also get access to advanced episodes of the show bonus ones every single week exclusively for our epp members you get advanced episodes of the show you get our uh, Amazon uh, best-selling book, uh, or the the ebook version of it. Uh, you also get uh, the Audible version, the um, the audio book of it, if you will. Uh, bestseller over there too. All included when you become an EPP. Sign up at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories to get access to all of the bonus material. It's uh, Tony and Harper with you, and this is the uh, the Halloween edition of the program. Uh, quite usually one of our busiest uh, or most listened to shows of the year. I think you did this on me last year, too. It was your first year doing the Halloween one with me, right? Yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I think we'll kind of keep it that way where you uh, do the Halloween show with me because eventually uh, when the show is yours someday, hopefully a long, long time from now, uh, this is the rule. Halloween's episode is always called the same thing. Now, you can do volumes of it or whatever you want, but it's real ghost stories from real people. Halloween. Because that was our, our first title of an episode ever. And it's also what I've been calling this show for the last 25 years. Now, this sounds weird because the podcast has only been on the air for about nine. I've been doing this show. Put your hand down. It's not a classroom. I know I will, I will go to you in a moment, okay? okay. But, but just absorb what I'm saying. Uh, so, uh, I've been doing this show, I, I realized today, since 1996 on terrestrial radio, it was music radio, but in between the songs, I was 14 years old and I was doing this on Halloween and I was calling it real ghost stories from real people, uh, in Wisconsin. And then wherever I went on Halloween, I would do this version of the show every single Halloween um, and then eventually it transitioned itself into a podcast all those years later. But it's just kind of weird to think that I've been doing this every Halloween for the last, for a quarter of a century, which is like, wow, that's really kind of weird to think about. So, and I want you to continue that on, obviously, someday uh, when uh, I'm uh, no longer able to do the show, which hopefully should be a long time from now. 
Fun fact, I'm actually hand-making Sting's Halloween costume. He's going to be a little ghost, and I'm going to be a demon. That's great. Yes, the the uh, the little girl-demon-dog uh, combo. Yeah. Because that's a common one that a lot of people uh, use on Halloween. A lot of people. <laughs> Not really, no. Yeah, I know. Definitely just me. Uh, Do you think if we, like, we... Um, if we, like... Uh, Zip tied a, a bag uh, or a pillowcase onto him. We could take him trick or treating, and they give him candy too. Yes, that's a bad idea, no, because he'll reach around and he'll eat the Snickers and die. So yeah, but just just theoretically, we don't do that. I know, but like, um, I basically so basically, I'm using a white sheet, well, an mm-hmm. old sheet that I have mm-hmm. that I'm probably never going to use again because it doesn't fit my bed. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I'm using that. Since I've had it since I was like what like preschool, um, since the no noggin days. Yeah. Uh, so basically, I'm using markers for the eyes, and mm-hmm. I'm literally like hand sewing this together. Mm-hmm. So, still a work in progress. Well, by the time this comes out, uh, I walked up there right before I got her to come come down here and do the show, and she she had needle and thread out and. She was sewing uh, the dog's Halloween costume. Yeah, it's it's basically gonna be like a little hood, uh-huh. uh huh, a white little hood yeah. and with the eyes on it, <laughs> because he already looks like a little ghost. He does. He's very white. I know. So, well, that's gonna be great. It's uh, I can't wait to see. We'll put pictures of it up on uh, our social media. So, happy Halloween, everybody! Now, in in year not not last year, but years past before that, you would come on usually around Halloween. And deliver us like a ghost story. No noggin. I'm assuming you probably don't have a ghost story prepared for today's episode. No, not really. No, this is we, we just listen to them now. Yes, but now we uh, just listen to it's them. funny. You can go back in the archive from years ago, and you'll find uh, her stories of uh, of no noggin. Uh, you know, it, it's just so funny because you've been on the show since you could speak, basically, and now you co-host it. And now I'm nine, and I'm hand sewing my own dog's Halloween costume because I don't want to have to go out and buy it. And then, plus, I'd rather just do it for free. There you go. All right, eight five five eight five three forty eight zero two is our phone number. At Real Ghost Stories Online. Let's go to our first hauler. What uh, happened? It sounded like a pan hit somebody's head. That was, no uh, pun intended. No, that was just Sting letting me know he wants food in his uh, <laughs> bowl back there. Let's go to a caller. Hi, you are on the air. Hi, Tony. Um, I'm a longtime listener and former EPP. Um, had a hard time renewing the EPP when things changed with my banking. Anyways, um, so I'm calling today because there's an interesting story that happened this morning involving you. So my best friend and I have a long history, over 40 years of friendship, and um, and I had sent him a story about both of us being on a vacation and seeing the same thing in a mirror and not realizing it until the next morning. Um, anyways, that was something I had sent in earlier. Um, but, so I had never heard back, I had never heard it on the show, I'm like, maybe you didn't get the email, blah, blah, blah. And so I was listening to your podcast this morning while I was sanding my bathroom floor. And um, I'm thinking, maybe I should call it in, the story in again. And next thing I know, my phone is dialing your number. Now, 
I didn't have your number before this. I I had sent the story in via email. We, my best friend and I had made a recording and sent it previously. And here I am thinking about it. There's a lot of serendipities with our stories and um, feeling like we need to get them out there. But for some reason, I keep getting called to you. Anyways, I thought it was ironic that my phone called you on its own didn't have your number you're not a contact in my iphone weird so there it is um anyways i sent in a couple of stories via email and um we are uh, my girlfriend's my best friend is writing a book and uh we'll call in with a couple of other stories from the book so now that's an interesting one because it kind of like it's basically the ghost reaching out and saying, hey, share a story, mm-hmm. because I think they might know that you tell these ghost stories and get them all published and stuff. It's kind of a matter of synchronicity. I was yeah. just I was just doing an EPP episode where there was a lot of synchronicity in it. And the question was, how much control do, do ghosts have or do they know how to influence things in our lives and around us to kind of make us go, hmm, this seems like it's more than a coincidence? Well... Also that, or maybe there. this was an old phone number that mm-hmm. wasn't originally, like, to this, but to, like, some dead person's <laughs> phone. I don't know. So maybe it's basically, like... Yeah. It's crazy to think about all the possibilities. It, it, it is. It really is. Thank you for sharing that. Let's go to another caller. Hi. Hi. Uh, in the late 90s, uh, I had started a, a company with a couple partners uh, to save costs. We rented some office space uh, from a company that was a sheet metal shop. So it was a sheet metal shop, and it was uh, offices in the front, and we had rented a a couple offices from them. Um, And one of the nights, uh, we had a proposal due the next day. Uh, So I was uh, working very late at night. I sent my partner home. Um, So I was in the office alone. We had the presentation the next morning. Um, So I was in there very late at night and uh, just working, trying to print and get things ready. And uh, uh, it was probably about 1, 1 1.30 in the morning. Uh, I thought I saw something out of the corner of my eye. Uh, So, you know, how you move, you you think it's nothing, but you move. So I I turned my head and the door, which had been wedged open, uh, was just slowly shutting. And it it just, it freaked me out. So the minute I, I turned to that, the printer started to go and fire up, and I hadn't touched my keyboard. I haven't even uh, been around it. Um, so the, the 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 door freaked me out. So I got up. I said, "Okay, I got to splash cold water on my face." So as as I'm walking uh, down the hall towards the restroom, I walk through just an area of ice cold, icy cold air. Now I'm a little freaked out. So I I. I I wrap up, uh, I just uh, send everything to the printer, I go home. After our presentation the next day, I'm telling my story about, uh, you know, and I'm getting made fun of by everybody in the office. Everybody in the office is making fun of me, and except one guy comes back, I think he had been there for quite a long time. He comes back and he says, I want to hear your story. I said, oh, you're going to make fun of me too? So I tell him the story, and he says, uh, that doesn't surprise me at all. About uh, 20 years ago, the foreman of the sheet metal shop uh, hung himself in the back. Uh, and there's been weird things happening in the building uh, ever since. So uh, needless to say, many times I was working late. 
um, but I'd go to, to set the, the alarm or on my way out, we're supposed to set the alarm and it would say, you know, a, a shop door ajar, but I would not go back there. I just, I just walked out. So that is Michael's story. I hope you enjoy it. So the whole story, it just kind of makes you think, but why do all that crazy stuff? It's interesting when it comes to a workplace haunting. Sometimes we think, well, you know, maybe it has to be this really old building or this or that. But I think a lot of times it has to do with the connection of people and their passions to that work as to whether or not, you know, it's it's going to be haunted or it's going to have activity. And that could be a place where, you know, someone spent a lot of their time. It spent a lot of their energy and effort and they were super passionate about it. And, you know, when they're gone, they want to come back to it. And, and that could be, you know, what is happening there. I've had um, interesting experiences at a workplace. Uh, my first radio station, it's the only time I've had like uh, equipment kind of go nutty uh, on me. Uh, well, actually, I take that back. My last radio station did too. Um, but this was one where a lot of people would have sort of uh, strange things happen to them. Uh, unexplained things uh, where people would hear keyboards being typed on uh, when there's nobody in the building. They'd see people walking past doors. Equipment would malfunction in strange ways. Volume levels would go up and down. There are all sorts of things, especially with the equipment. And um, it, it's it's not surprising because I think sometimes things like that, um, you have people that you know very much loved their job and are returning but i think sometimes it, uh, the first building was many things everything from a saloon to a hotel to uh, whatever it possibly could have been over the course of uh roughly a hundred some years because that's right. how old the building was probably at some point um where things are just kind of toying with whatever they have um around there at the time and if you have things like that that's what it's going to mess with yeah, and then it just kind of makes you think, like, well, what was this place used for? And, like, what are all the, like, what dark things could have happened here? Mm -hmm. Exactly, exactly. And it's not always necessarily dark. Sometimes it's just life. And it was it was positive things in life. I know. That, um... But sometimes it could have been dark. <laughs> sometimes it is. Sometimes it's just them messing with the copier. Yeah. Let's go to a caller. Hi. Hi, Tony, Carol, or Harper. Um, this is Emily H. from California again. I just wanted to tell a quick little story that I have, like, that's in my handful of stories of mine. Um, so this was back when I was, like, I want to say at least, like, 18 years old, so back in 2012. And um, I was living at home still at that point with my mother and little sister. And there was one night, it was me, just me and my mom, and... We were getting ready for bed. We were, had been watching TV. And I went, she went down towards the hall to go to her room. And instead, like, I hadn't gone to my room. I went to the kitchen to get some water. And all of a sudden, I hear my mom say something. And I was like, what'd you say? And she was like, weren't you just here in front of me in the hallway? She thought she had seen me, like, my 5'2 self, my 5'2 inch self, standing like in front she thought she had bumped into me she actually felt as if she like bumped into something into me and i'm and she kind of freaked out when she heard me respond from you know from the kitchen so that was really freaky there was 
I think my little sister wasn't even in the house. There was nobody else there. But she swears that she thought it had been me, that she had bumped into me because, like, the lights had been off. We had, you know, been turning everything off for the night. And we just go into our room. So, you know, it was just weird. She thought she had seen, like, by silhouette, like, and she had felt bump into me. So that was just a weird story. And like I said, I have more stories that I will call in with. I love the show and appreciate everything you guys are doing, especially in these hard times. It's, it's nice, like you guys say, it's, it's telling, like listening to ghost stories is a lot more pleasant than thinking about ghosts, the virus. <laughs> so thank you guys. I am an EPP and enjoying like all of those episodes. I don't think I could have ever not been one. So I appreciate all of those too. So thank you guys so much. Okay. So that one's an interesting one because the mom could literally like feel her, mm-hmm. which it's which is not what you would normally expect because with ghosts you like think with stuff that you can't feel, sometimes see or sometimes even hear. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that one like you could see, hear, and like even touch. That one's an interesting one. Makes it all the more real when uh, when that happens to kind of have confirmation that, yeah, that was indeed a ghostly experience. Yeah, very ghostly. 855-853-4802 is our phone number. And thank you for being an EPP. If you guys want to become an EPP that's a supporter of our show, you can sign up to be one. Ghostpodcast.com is the place to do that. Or if you like Patreon, great app there for it. Patreon.com slash Real Ghost Stories. $5 a month gets you access to all the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, all commercial free. So many extras for you to just binge on and enjoy. Hi, let's hear your story. Hi, Johnny. This is Sandy from Washington State. I'm a paranormal investigator. Um, one of my coworkers, he lives in an assistant apartment, and it was formerly uh, a one-story hotel on Pacific Highway where uh, a lot of activities were like prostitutes, but now it's assisted living. And a lot of the tenants there are um, having uh, feelings and hearing voices, and some things are moving. So we went to his apartment, and we did, with an SLR camera, I did ca- catch some figures in his room. Um, I did catch some voices. Uh, one voice said, get out. And then we went to another resident's room and uh, we caught a a stick figure with SLR camera on his bed. We started communicating with the entity and we asked the entity to wave his hand to us and he did. And then we went to the next room. The next room, um, the lady said that she feels the entity in the room. So the SLR camera mapped out the figure on the ceiling and uh, after she said that she had sage so we saged the room and then my um, partner started saying the prayer as the lady was staging the room and I caught a video on my video saying um, I want to live I want to live and um, that room was really active and then we went to the game room, and the game room um, was mapping some figures. And as I, I panned over to the piano, um, I asked, I see you. Is there anybody here? Can you come towards me? And then I heard a voice on my video recorder saying, I'm behind you. 
then later I went to the next section of the game room and I said, is there anybody here in this room? And this voice would say, what is your name? So this uh, location was very active. Um, we got to use my SLR camera uh, for a long period, which was really good. And um, thank you for your service. I enjoy your stories. Thank you. Bye. Okay. The I'm behind you is a little creepy, don't you think? Yeah, that would be a very direct message that would probably make me want to go, okay, and I'm leaving. <laughs> and then just like, what's your name? Yeah, I mean, it, very distinct, very, you know, things that, that you can tell are interacting directly with you. And, you, and like, I love how she was, like, brave enough to say, if you're there, come towards me. Mm-hmm. Just like, uh, uh. Would you be saying that? Yeah, probably. You probably would. <laughs> another caller. Hi, you're on the air. Hello. Um, so I have a couple of stories, but I will only share one because you probably have a lot of stories. So, for a little backstory, my grandfather died before I was born. My mother was pregnant with me at the time of his death. He died in my grandparents' home from a heart attack. So, that was the backstory, so now, the story. I went over to my grandmother's house for a sleepover a few, a few years ago. I was nine. At 8 o'clock p.m., we decided to go to bed. The experience takes place around midnight. I had woken up and was trying to go back to sleep. My room was dark. I could hardly see. All I could make out was the open doorway, the nightlight, and the window. A few cars were passing by sometimes, so I decided to turn to face the door. After a few minutes, I was dozing off when I felt a weird feeling. I didn't know what the feeling was exactly. I just knew that I wasn't alone. I decided to ignore the feeling and try to go, and try to go back to sleep. And suddenly, my leg is touched from above the blankets. I could feel the shape of the hand, a large hand. It was open, so I could easily draw out the shape of it in my mind. I quickly turned to the window. Nothing was there. At this point, I was freaking out. It couldn't have been my grandmother. She was asleep, and when she walked, the floor would make a creaking sound. I looked back at the door, and there was nothing there. I decided to look under my bed, because if there was anything there, it would have hidden under my bed. I checked. Nothing. Just an empty-looking abyss. I decided to go to sleep, and I haven't been touched since. I am 12 years old now. Still haunts me to this day, because I very, very miss my grandfather, because I never got to meet him. So, that's my story. Um, I have a few more, like I said, but not for this episode. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so the under the bed part is just like the kind of like classic like, oh, there's a monster on my, under my bed. But like if it's like an empty room and the only place that something could go is under your bed, then yeah, probably. <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, you're also assuming that they need to like, uh, you know, operate within like the confines of, you know, there's an object here, an object there. Do they need to hide? Do they, could they walk through a wall? You know, that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, like if something's dead, and you're seeing, and you're seeing it, mm-hmm. and you think that it could have possibly went under your bed, 
would you ever leave your bed? What do you? What's your feeling on um, on having your arms or legs hanging off the edge of your bed at night? Do you do oh, that? Oh God, no. You don't do that. I don't do that. Okay. I'm glad that there's a barrier preventing that. Because <laughs> I have like a loft bed. If uh-huh. you've ever heard of one of those, it's basically yeah. an office. It's like a bunk bed without the bottom. And it's just like an office area. So, and there's like a ladder that I climb up mm-hmm. every night. Uh, like as soon as I get to like the top uh, step of the ladder, I try to go as fast as I can because I, because just something <laughs> that. I've heard a thought a time or two when you're trying to go as fast as you can up that ladder and it and, and you're going a little too quick and I think it doesn't work out. No, I, I actually never fall. Okay. I haven't fallen in like a couple weeks. <laughs> how how many months have I had that bed? Uh probably about ten. Yeah, I've never fallen like the ten months besides like one time. Yeah. Yeah, the one time that I was actually like going down, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that there was like a piece of a blanket like still hanging on to it. Yeah. So it was just kind of slippery. But I'm glad that the whole like pile of pillows and blankets, because I was like at that time building a fort, mm-hmm. so there was a whole like pile of blankets and pillows. So I fell into that. Well, I'm glad that was there for you. It, it, it's it sometimes it's good that your room is kind of like a funhouse. <laughs> yes, thank. Let's uh, let's go over here to another caller and hear another ghost story. Hi. It was October 9th, twenty twenty one. Me and my wife, my wife's sister, and her sister's husband, and her, and her sister's husband, best friend uh, <clears throat> Carol. We went to Twins Allegheny. Lunatic Asylum in Western West Virginia. This was our first time ever doing a ghost hunt, me and my wife. And we we knew about the area that we chose. We did a day tour. But, you know, we, we met up with the tour guide. Uh, it was about 11, 30, 12 o'clock, 12 a.m. Um... We followed her back to the back building, which the basement of it was the break room. And we all talked about, you know, they show rules and stuff about what was not supposed to go on here during ghost hunts. And then once we got done with that, she walked us out and showed us all three buildings that we could go into. The basement of the one that we were in, that was one of the buildings. There was one straight ahead from it, which was geatrics. And then the one right beside geatrics was medical. We went to the building that we were in, which was like prison slash medical room or medical building. And we went up to the second floor and started doing our first investigation for the night. We had a mini mag light flashlight and um, during the night, it would turn itself on and off. Um, we went to a cell part that had an old mattress sitting in it. And that's where my wife and her sister got a very good EVP 
the first one of the night, and it was a growl. Once they heard that growl, me, Jeremy, and Carol all heard a huge thump like metal on metal. So we went in there, used the spirit box. We we didn't get much. We didn't get much of anything with the spirit box. So we decided to load up all the gear, and we went to the geiatrics building. Went all the way up to the fourth floor, and that's where we knew we messed up. Because as soon as you stepped into the fourth floor, the energy was totally different. It was heavy and very intense. And the spare box we had, as soon as we stepped foot in the fourth floor, it was getting hit um, instantly with voices. And um, we got up there and we started doing some um, investigations with the spirit box also. Uh, <clears throat> during that, I walked from where I was standing and walked towards the group. And Jeremy, as soon as I started walking towards them, he said, whoa. Uh, and I said, whoa. He said, dude, as soon as you moved, there was a shadow figure that walked from behind you. I said, are you shitting me? He said, no. As soon as that was all said and done, over the spirit box came get out. So we were, we were all shook when that happened. We were like, holy crap. And we noticed Steph, my, my wife's sister, was acting really weird. So we went over to her and we asked her, I said, you okay? And she told her, she said, I'm very weak and I'm very lightheaded. I don't feel right. And she also told us that her neck hurt extremely bad. And she said she didn't know why. So we all started shining the flashlight through the neck and what appeared on her neck was a fresh scratch. At that point, I told everybody, I said, we have to get her out of here, like now. So we walked all the way down, got outside, and man, she was perfectly normal. I don't know what it was that attacked her, but it, it meant it was harm, and we went... Me and the boys went up there by ourselves. <laughs> we got up to the fourth floor and the energy was totally different. It was like night and day. The energy was not like it was when we were up there with the girls. Took our spirit box with us when we did a spirit box uh, session. And what came over the spirit box was gay. And we asked several times, who are you? And the guy told us during that night there was a malevolent spirit here with the name of Joker. And she said he likes to run at people to scare them away. So 
what come over the spirit box when we asked who who are you? It's that Joker. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to get downstairs after they come over the spirit box. I felt some touch the back of my ear rubbed against the back of my ear. I turned around there was something there. <clears throat> so we got outside, met back up with the girls and they were telling us they said, Man, while you were gone on our on our uh, EVP came um sister I will find you I'm guilty harm will come that's what come over the EVP so we were like uh, we were like holy crap that must be a little late from what just happened up in the GH when we were up there all together that night that was the first time I've ever had any kind of paranormal experience like that. And it was, it was an awesome night, but that, that moment, it shook us all and scared us extremely bad. So after that, we went to the medical, the medical room where they did the ice pick method, lobotomies, um, they did hydrotherapy, um, electroshock therapy, they did insulin shock therapy where they induced people into a coma by injecting loads of insulin at a time. So we didn't get much in there. We got some good pictures. Really good pictures. But other than that, that's my story about Trans Allegheny. And we are looking forward to go back to do the main building. Thank you for thank you for allowing me to share my story and my time with you. So, Joker, Harmel, come, guilty. Um, sis, uh, I don't recall that they all were, but they all seem to correlate with one another. And then there was a scratch, mm-hmm. a growl, and get out. What do you think I'd be doing then? Uh, hanging around longer and asking more questions. You think? <laughs> I think we'd be getting out of there at that point. You would, but yeah, I think I'd be carrying you out if I had to. Uh, but now, I mean, th- that's the interesting thing. And he's saying EVPs, but I wonder if he's meaning um, things that were coming through on a spirit uh, box or on a um, uh, like an obelisk. Uh, the way that they were all kind of coming across that way. What I found very interesting as Harper and me begin to kind of go out and investigate things, and we're actually using the equipment and such, is I'm finding um, the obelisk thing to be quite uh, quite interesting. And I'm just using one on my phone. Uh, the responses that we get, they correlate a lot. And I know one could say, well, they're all the words will correlate. No, they correlate to like the location we're at. And they correlate to stories that are connected with the location. And it's just been very interesting. And I I found that to be one of my personal, everybody has their preference and what they like. But me personally, so far, I found that to be one of the more interesting things to use um, versus EVPs and things of that nature. I've been trying some of that, but I guess I I like the immediacy of what that is. And I know sometimes it can be, you know, things that don't make a lot of sense. But I found, I don't know, I, I think we're batting a pretty high percentage on the words that we're getting through of them pertaining to the things that we're looking at. 
Yeah, what's our next location going to be? We Dad. got we got to figure that out. I just got a whole bunch of books on the area and haunted locations, and we'll start looking into that. But if you've not seen it yet, we have a video series out on our social media channels, TikTok. Uh, go to search Dad, Daughter, and Dead, and follow us there. But we also post uh, our investigation videos in long form on our YouTube channel, on our websites, uh, Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. You can uh, find uh, pieces of our adventures. Uh, and we're doing a lot of them. So be sure to follow us on social media uh, to get in on uh, all of that. It's uh, it's a fun adventure so far. And uh, we're really enjoying uh, getting out there and doing some of that stuff. And it's interesting now, all these years into this, actually being able to use some of the equipment. And like I said, I never have. So I'm, I'm getting a whole new insight in, uh, to you know some of the stuff that people have been telling me about for 10 years uh, on the air. So interesting stuff. 10 years. Wow. Yeah. All right, that's going to wrap up this episode of Real Ghost Stories Online. Halloween 2021, Real Ghost Stories from Real People. Happy Halloween! Thank you guys for listening and keeping us on the air. If you're a new listener just finding us today, please do press subscribe wherever you're downloading the podcast. We have new episodes all year long. And if you like, support the program at ghostpodcast.com or patreon.com slash real ghost stories. Get the bonus episodes, advanced episodes, all of it commercial free and help keep us on the air. Until next time, for Harper and all of us at Real Ghost Stories Online, I'm Tony Bruski. Thanks for listening. 